morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, welcome to That Guy from NFM UK. I'm your host, That Guy from NFM UK. This is episode three of the official NFM UK podcast. And today we have a very special guest in Jeff Simpson, founder of the Fit Media Channel. Now, if you're a male competitor, I'm very certain you know Fit Media Channel. They have over 1 million subscribers on YouTube and nearly a quarter of a million followers on Facebook and Instagram. Fit Media Channel has featured most of the biggest male names in the fitness industry. From Ryan Terry to Andre Diou to even the late, great Greg Plitt. The list of massive names is endless. In today's episode, Jeff Simpson talks to us on how you can be the next big name in the fitness industry and how can you get featured on the fit media channel he also goes in detail about what he looks for when searching the world for the next big name who are the current names that really stood out and which competitors is he currently keeping an eye on you'll definitely recognize a few of those names if you are looking at building yourself as a brand and build on social media exposure And this podcast episode is perfect for you. As always, any feedback is greatly appreciated. And please do give our Instagram page a follow at nfmuk underscore podcast. And please do share on your stories. So let's get into it. This is episode three of That Guy from NFMUK featuring Fit Media Channel. Enjoy. Hi, Jeff. You doing well? Good to, good to hear your voice, Suki. Thank you, yeah. Good man, good man. So guys, just in case you guys don't know who Jeff Simpson is, if you have been living under the rock, then I don't know what you guys have been doing. But Jeff runs the Fit Media channel, which is an absolutely huge YouTube channel, a massive platform for any male competitor. And to be fair, if you are a successful male competitor, no matter what federation you're competing in, there's a high chance you have been featured on that channel. Is that a good, fair assumption there, Jeff? Yeah, we've worked with a lot of guys from a lot of federations, actually. Um, I was thinking the other day, um, three of the British guys who are going to the Olympia this year are all guys that were, uh, that kind of started out, uh, it, certainly in terms of social media, started out on Fit Media Channel. I'm thinking of Ryan Jean-Baptiste, uh, Andre Diou, yeah. and uh, of course, Ryan Terry, who I've worked with for some years. So, uh, and, and three of them are already qualified. It's only January and they're already qualified for the Olympia. So there's a couple of others from America. I, I suspect I might have uh, four, possibly five guys doing Men's Physique Olympia who will have started out on Fit Media Channel in terms of social media. So I'm quite, quite proud of that. I'm excited to see that. No, that's incredible. I guess, I mean, I guess that's something I haven't really thought about because you, the video's going out and there's more and more people, the, the, the views, everything. But it's interesting to see when you look back where these people started, because I know, I won't say who, but you did show me a little sneak video of a certain competitor where over a five-year period for where that where he was, for where he is now, it's, a, it's an incredible story. And, the, and where it started is actually with the media channel. 
So um, yeah, we we were talking we were talking about Andre Dieu particularly. Uh, I and, face, I it's it's in my it's in my head because uh, I'm editing that at the moment. That's going to be the next uh, video. That's very much a documentary style video looking back over Andre's career. The first time he competed was age 17 at Miami Pro. Yeah, I mean people who've come to know Andre in the last year or so, he's exploded on social media. And they'll, they'll think, oh, my God, how did he reach that amazing size and amazing aesthetic so quickly? And where did he come from? But actually, you look back, and he was there age 17 in 2014 competing. And then I'd be, I was lucky enough to film him in the gym over a number of occasions so over the years. So I've seen him, seen the hard work he's put in. You know, the, the, these guys, I mean, I think he's 24 now. And he looks absolutely incredible. And, of course, he's now qualified for the Olympia. And we were lucky enough to be in uh, Bucharest when uh, he won his uh, uh, first pro show to qualify for the Olympia last uh, September, October time. So, you know, he, he, people think he's come from nowhere, but he's actually, you know, that, that's a, been a big five-year journey for him. And it's interesting to go back over the footage and just watch those games and watch the hard work. Yeah, I guess, um, touch on that point, one of your most recent videos, which was the 10-year transformation of uh, Ryan Terry, yes. really kind of illustrates that point as well, from that first that first video where I believe it may have just been um, just after the Mr. International in 2010, yes. where he's at now. He was working as a swimwear model. Uh, yeah. He got a job as a swimmer model, and, and a friend of mine was running the company, and I went to do a promo for them. Um, and Ryan was there. Uh, he's, he's for some reason he's slightly embarrassed by some of that footage. So I, I use selective shots when I look back. But um, yeah, he he and he, of course he didn't look any he didn't look anything like uh, he looks now. But he had he had that very aesthetic uh, look which was very commercial. And this was at a time, of course, before Men's Physique existed, before Instagram. Uh, he knew he wanted to go to America and pursue, a you know, become known in America. But um, he didn't want to go down the bodybuilding route. And then, so when Men's Physique came along, I think a couple of years later, in about 20, it was only like 2013, 2014, the, the first Men's Physique shows appeared. It was. You know, yeah. that, was, uh, that was very much up Ryan's uh, street, and he was perfect for that. So uh, I was lucky enough to uh, go with him to uh, the uh, Arnold Classic in Madrid when he won the European Championships. And then I was in the room a week later when he won the British, and that was his pro card. And then I went to the Olympia with Ryan, I think, four years running, uh, courtesy of USN, of course. He's been with his sponsor for, for many years. So that's, that's been an amazing journey. And actually, I have to say, I saw, I've been talking about Andre Diu going, going to the Olympia. I have to say, I saw Ryan um, about two months ago, and he's definitely got – he's already qualified for the Olympia 2020, and he's definitely got a pathway in his head about how he's going to tackle that show this year and really – you know, he's going to be at the top of his game uh, this year at the Olympia as well. So it would be amazing to see those guys on stage. I, I've got to ask this question, uh, I've got to get, ask this question, Jeff. So when you first filmed Ryan, did you see that potential of how far he can go? Like he could be not just a poster <clears> boy <throat> for the UK men's physique, but pretty much in my eyes and a lot of people's eyes, very much the poster boy for men's physique full stop. Yeah, well, of course, at the time there was there was no men's physique. I was I was looking for somebody with a kind of mainstream appeal, 
because Ryan, obviously, you know, he's got that model look as well. He's, he's done loads of covers for men's health, men's fitness, muscle and fitness and stuff. So he kind of ticks all the boxes. But that kind of mainstream look is what, you know, I, I was never interested in those kind of in the real freaky end of bodybuilding. I think, uh, you know, that put the, you know, the, those oversized guys really put, puts, puts people off. Um, so I was looking for a kind of commercial looking mainstream uh, kind of, you know, the, the, a cross between a Hollywood star and a, and a fitness guy, you know. Um, and, and of course, at the time, we all thought those people were just from America. You know, Greg Plitt was coming through. Yeah. Rob Riches, Rob Riches yeah. had moved to America. Uh, so we thought that was all an American look. But here and then suddenly somebody like Ryan comes along and you think, actually, yeah, no, he could tick all the boxes. And then, of course, I went up to film him training uh, at his hometown in Retford. And when you see him train as well, you realize he's got it, you know. But again, Ryan's is a story of gradual growth over, you know, each year coming back stronger. And as the men's physique category has kind of expanded, I know men's physique guys are a lot bigger now than they were when it started. You know, he's 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 made that gradual incremental gains year on year and he's still at the top of his game. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting as well because we, we touched on the fact that um, – yeah, men's physique was only becoming um, more mainstream in the UK. I mean, I think it believed, I believe it launched in um, in May, uh, sorry, in, in 2012, and then became uh, in 2013 we had the first British final, which of course Ryan won. And I remember all your videos. I remember following, uh, following, following well, everything. I have to say though, before that, it's worth noting that there was there were federations um, that were focusing more on the modelling side, yes. like Musclemania and WBFF, yeah. and. I think WBFF introduced, they did fitness model. Um, and actually, Ryan John Baptiste used to do those, uh, those competitions as a fitness model. And then they, introduced, they realized that um, the, the, there, was a, uh, there was an appeal for slightly bigger guys. So they launched Muscle Model. And that was before men's, men's physique. So got to give some credit, particularly to WBFF. Yeah, um, you know, uh, I've, I've been lucky enough to go to some a lot of their world championships. That's a very, again, talking of a commercial look, a very kind of that's a very glitzy, glamorous type of show. But again, they're looking for that that commercial mainstream appeal uh, looking guy, not not the freaks, you know, uh, of bodybuilding, but the 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 very commercial mainstream looking guys. Yeah, I love the physique of uh, you're, you're going to correct me. Uh, what's his last name? William. He won the world championships. Williams filleted, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's incredible. He's yeah, he's three times. Actually, I went. I was in um, Bahamas. They did their world championships in Bahamas uh, in 2019, and uh, my company provides the official video for that event. So I was lucky enough to um, be there to film all that, and I was backstage because Williams won it for the a third time running, I think, and yes. the guy called Wale Adesamoye yep. won the muscle model, and they're both got again. Both guys whose first appearance on social media, any kind of social media, was on Fit Media Channel. You know, I was filming those guys like three or four years ago when they, they started out. Uh, Williams again did um, Miami Pro. That was his first competition. But, um, yeah, so it's interesting to see those guys. It was, very, it was a very nice moment to have two world champions uh, by my side. I remember. Uh, I remember seeing the picture. And you, <laughs> and you know what? You touched on this, on this point already. Um, you touched on... Um, William and a few of the guys where their careers started off Fit Media Channel. So here's my question. How influential do you think the Fit Media Channel has been within the UK fitness industry? And in what areas do you think has had the biggest impact? Well, um, 
I think the 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 main influence is really because it was the first uh how can I call it independently run I mean there, there was bodybuilding.com and the, you know but that's a, that's a, a sales up that's a big shop selling supplements really with a, a website and a YouTube channel on, on the side so um it, mine was the first independent channel um, and although it was based in the UK, I also managed to get to America quite often to, uh, you know, do a bit of talent spotting over there. But the, sorry, the question was, what, what was the main influence? Well, I think, well, how, how influential do you think Fifth Media Channel has been within the fitness UK scene? As we pointed out, a lot of the stars, well, not the, not the stars, I'm, I'm selling it uh, lightly, superstars, really. Yeah. The superstars started on Fifth Media Channel while social media you know instagram was just growing at that time as well yeah i mean fit media channel was that was there before instagram and um a lot of people who are well i can prove it with statistics actually uh, there was a there was a famous gymshark photograph from last year when they all came, there was a big event in birmingham and there's a team photograph of gymshark you know one of the biggest brands out yeah, there yeah and out of the 10 guys the 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 main frontline Gymshark guys, uh, I think seven or eight were guys whose first social media appearance would have been on Fit Media Channel. Wow! Um, I the, the the two reigning world champions that I've just mentioned, Williams and uh, Wale, uh, current world champions, their first appearance was on Fit Media Channel. Uh, I've got, uh, as I mentioned earlier, three possibly four uh, of my guys who started out with my channel on. Um, uh, on the Olympia stage this year, immense physique. Um, you can also look at people who don't compete. So, for example, uh, there's a guy called Mike Thurston. Yeah, who's a very inspiring guy. Huge uh, YouTuber now, and I'm very happy to see him um, uh, doing so well on YouTube. But he he started out competing, and he wasn't he was never comfortable on stage. He's got some amazing look, but he just didn't have that kind of swagger or confidence on stage. But I went up to film uh, to Newcastle over two days to film a set of workout videos with him because I thought he looked great and he spoke great. And he's actually acknowledged that that was uh, he, he, he realized that, you know, that that he could do that. Uh, he could do his own thing on YouTube. And that, that gave him a bit of confidence to get started on on YouTube. So, of course, the, the thing is that my channel I, I do feature some guys regularly over a period of time, and it's great to see those journeys like Andre. Uh, but I'm always looking for new guys, new new people to star on the channel because they'll the, because the, the, those guys will always go away and have their own following. So I'm looking for new guys to kind of replace them on the channel, you know. So um, so for example. Um, somebody like do you know obi vincent yeah of course yeah uh, amazing amazing guy again he did a two very successful like multi like three or four million views workout videos for for me um that you know had such a very big impact a couple of years back but now he's doing his own thing on youtube uh it's uh, uh you know i'd be happy to work with obi again but the the if i put another video of obi on um it might not do so well because if you search for Obi's name, you now get his channel, not my channel, if you see what I mean. Gotcha, so yeah. that's, that's why I'm always looking for new new people. So let's touch on this then. Okay. We, we now know, you know, Fit Media Channel, you've got over a million subscribers 
I mean, mm-hmm. is that right? A million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A million subscribers. And we've got 130 on Instagram oh, as well, which yeah. uh, people. Uh, yeah, I've got a touch of that. 130,000 on on Instagram as well, uh, and yeah. of course you're on Facebook as well. So yeah, a lot of people they see the names and they have in their heads, um, you know, familiar channel. That is where I want to feature. It's less about more. It's less about the magazines now. It's more about yeah. where can you where can your content be seen and you could generate more followers. Yeah, you know, people can just click on your name and follow you that way. So let's ask, let's ask this question. Someone aspiring to feature on Fibby's channel, how do they go by potentially being that next one to feature on my videos? <laughs> be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Jesus um I mean, I've I've had to up my game in recent years because you know other, the other guys are doing you know the athletes themselves are doing their own YouTube, um, you know. So um, and of course I'm also competing with Instagram and uh, whatever the latest social media that's coming along. So I really have to make sure that every box is ticked when a guy is coming to film a workout video. So. You know, an ideal scenario for me is to film him either a few days before a competition or immediately after a competition. When, in fact, the guy who won the Arnold Classic overall, we filmed that afternoon. He won it at two o'clock and four o'clock. He was there in the gym nice. filming an abs, abs video with his with his stage tan still on, looking amazing. So they've got to, you know, everything's got to be ticked. The workout has got to be uh, amazing and and informative. Um, the guy, the condition has got to be absolutely superb. Um, I used to used to do some videos where the guys were talking, and quite often you'd get um, European guys and um, who might not uh, be able to convey the um, what they were doing in English so well. Um, and of course, a lot of my audience is in America, um, so sometimes you know, if it, what I'm saying is, if the guy looks amazing but can't talk to project his uh, ideas, then that's, you know, that's something I have to deal with it. Mm. Quite often I use voiceover. I use, I have an American guy who is the kind of voice of the channel now, but um, so, yeah, so every box has to be ticked. You know, it's up to me to make sure I've, I've, I've just got the new camera. I have to get a new camera every couple of years to make sure that it looks visually great. I've got a new, I've got a new toy to shoot with called a slider. Nice. Uh, which I need to learn how to use uh, to give that very gentle moving shot that people like um, that I used to do by hand. So uh, I've got to make sure that technically everything is very, very up to, you know, up to speed. I've got to make sure that the, in the video, the music has got to be really grabby. You know, everything's got to, got to work. So from the guy's point of view, how, how to get on it. Um, I mean, obviously I'm always talent spotting. We, we, we cover, uh, Miami Pro in the UK uh, with official video provider also for WBFF so those shows are a good place to spot talent for me um, Instagram of course I've always got my eye out on who's getting noticed on Instagram see who looks amazing I work very closely with the photographers uh, there's yeah. some great photographers there who you've shot with over the years I'm sure yeah, yeah. like Simon Barnes Justin Taylor Giles Crofter people like that Matt Marsh Simon Howard Alex Whiteman all those people, they're all good talent spotters as well. So, um, yeah, so I just keep my eye, out, my eye out, really. And then, as I say, on the day, it's a question of turning up absolutely sharp with condition, not over dry, not, not kind of emaciated, you know, healthy look, full and healthy looking. Um, 
and then um, just um, and then we we do an amazing shoot, you know. And what about what about um, obviously our social media profile? I mean, I guess a, a lot a big question that a lot of people always ask is when when you try to get sponsorship deals or even I mean I know some shows sometimes look at the number of followers you have, uh, which is you know very mm. awkward. But if um, if you uh, if you have a high social media following, does that assist your chances or are you more thinking of getting on the channel? No, actually, no, that, uh, no, it's quite the opposite. Actually. Um, I'm not particularly looking for people who have a big social media following. Um, so for example, over the years, I've worked a lot with Sergi Constance. Uh, we used to do Sergi's official, uh, website, um, for him. Uh, some people like Ulysses, he's a friend of mine. I speak to him every few weeks. Uh, if if Sergi or Ulysses actually came to me and said, let's do a video for Fit Media Channel, I would actually hesitate or I'd try and come up with a different angle or something different because the thing is there are so many videos of those guys out there. So yeah. it's almost like there's no point me trying to tell you how Ulysses trains uh, back or trains chest because you can go to his channel and find that. And it also means because the way YouTube works, my videos wouldn't necessarily come up uh, when you're looking for to, you know, to, to, to follow Ulysses. So actually it helps me to have guys who look amazing. And of course, um, young guys coming through as well. The, 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 the largest age group for my channel is guys under 24. Okay. So, uh, you know, uh, although they, 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 they'd be happy to see somebody like Ryan Terry or something like that, who, uh, you know, is a bit, uh, get late twenties now. Um, it's very good to get a young guy who's got an amazing physique who fits in that age group as well. Got you. Okay. So let's just talk about the individual. So as it, what, what tips would you give for the individual in regards to um, building their own <coughs> personal brand? So let's just say they got they got a fantastic physique, but in the end, they, they may have won some shows. But I guess where a lot of people stumble is, they, you know, we see a lot of recycled pictures, but it's very much it's always you know shredded, shredded, shredded. Is there certain? Is there a new direction that pe- that on the type of content people should be putting out to really get? more notice on social media and people like yourselves and to build a higher following? Well, we know that people are looking for authenticity uh, when they, when it comes to social media, something real. But what um, I would say, particularly in the fitness area, is to try and maintain a natural, healthy-looking, ma- mainstream appeal. Okay. There's, far t- there's too many guys who... I see them turning up at competitions and they, they're, you know, they're, they're ruining their physiques because they're trying to get there too quickly um, and starting to show telltale signs of, uh, you know, that, that the public will, everybody can spot these signs and, and they're quick to comment on it. So, you know, um, I, I better not mention the names, but I've actually, I actually canceled a couple of shoots, uh, last year because the guys were turning up with horrible gyno gotcha. and that's, okay. you know and you can spot that it, it, the, i'll tell you the the comment you, you if i put something like that out it would get slaughtered with comments and yeah. it, you know the public can see so if you're trying to build a career plan it over the long term and don't take don't try and take those shortcuts 
that are going to mess things up because the public can see it immediately and uh, are put off by it, you know, because, uh, as I said at the beginning, I've never been interested in that kind of freaky size. But, you know, um, even um, people who are just kind of taking stuff to... Uh, either get you know super dry or put on a bit of a few extra kilos for competition in a few months time it's you know the skinned this if, if the skin looks bad the camera picks it up if there's any kind of other um, hints that you know suggestions people are going to spot it and it's not it's not worth it it's really not worth it i think it goes back to the point you made rather start where um i mean going go to this point here people may people may be looking for short-term fixes you know to get the rewards early rather than later but then some mm. of the names you mentioned earlier andre took five years in regards to his physique ryan terry well i i feel like... I, I should have mentioned i felt started filming andre in 2014 when he competed age 17 but he'd already been training for two years before that yeah so he started at 15 uh you know ryan uh, i filmed him in 20 12 was the first time I filmed him but you know prior to prior to that he'd been a gymnast and a swimmer a county level swimmer and athlete you know all these people they, they've they've been doing it since their early teens uh, and that's why they managed to look so good so young uh, and if you suddenly decide age 20 that you want to look like Andre Diou and you you know the, 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 there's very dangerous roads to go down uh, if you want to do that, you know. Yeah, and all you guys, and all people I do is just go on YouTube, go on your channel, search Andre or search Ryan or search whoever, and you will see so many videos of how their physiques have just transformed over time. Yeah. It's not yeah. just one year to the second year. It's literally, as you said, with Ryan since 2012 all the way till, you know, today. Andre all the way to 2014 up until today. And the other, the other thing is, supposing you, supposing you, you know, you come out at, you know, twenty years old or twenty-one, and looking amazing, and you win a title and you've achieved your goal. The, then the next question is, where do you go from there? How mm-hmm. do you improve? You know, um, I, I, I don't think it should all be about size because that's that. You know, people can get messed up and and spoil the aesthetics if they if they're trying to go down. Uh, you know, end up looking freaky. So how do you? improve when you know you need to set a plan where you know like a five-year plan where you can just improve gradually year on year sales you know improve by by not not getting too big or too freaky you know so if if you if you take shortcuts and end up um you know really big at a very early stage then where do you go from there you know yeah absolutely so let's move away from this then because i really want to get you i really want to get your opinion on on, on this next question, because of course this question I think could still impact the future of Fit Media Channel, and that's really you know men's fitness, men's physique. I think it's become very, you know, it's become mainstream. It's become very popular uh, over the past maybe let's say decades really. Mm-hmm. Moving into into the into the into the next decade, we're in twenty twenty. Where do you where do you see the men's physique, the men's fitness model, the men's muscle model classes going? Do you still see that it continues to progress or are we at a peaking point right now? Um, <clears throat> well, there's, um, there's a lot of opportunities to, if you've got, if you're a guy with a great physique, uh, there are a lot of opportunities to show it off. 
there's there's multiple federations. You may, uh, I mean, obviously, you should pick one that's going to not mess you around, uh, be a well-run show, but also, you know, give good prizes. I know you you've come up with fantastic prizes in your federation. Um, but if you, the, the the thing is, if you if you're not the kind of guy who wants to jump up on stage in a fake tan and in a pair of swimming trunks in front of a crowded room, then there's other places you can show off your uh, games. You know, you can show off your hard work, uh, which is whatever social media, not just Instagram now, but TikToks. There's a lot of fitness guys on TikTok yeah. as well, having fun. Um, but if you're, um, if you're just doing social media, it's, uh, and you're not competing, it can, you, you run out of, you often run out of story, you run out of a narrative to, and you end up, as you said earlier, just posting the old photographs from your, your, that when you went and did a photo shoot six months ago. So competing is a very good way of creating a narrative and engaging in your, with your following in that way. So you say, okay, guys, I've set myself a goal. I'm going to compete at Suki's show in, in Birmingham in three months time and this, you know, and you can, they can follow your story and then it becomes this fantastic climax on the day of, you know, here we are backstage and I'm about to go on stage and all that kind of stuff. That's a fantastic narrative. And it's almost like regardless of the result, um, you've still got the, all that content, you've got that story to tell. So um, I think there's been a proliferation of different uh, federations. Some are good, some, some not so good, but um they all provide a story for people to tell. And, of course, in your case, you do the fantastic prizes of going over to America yes. um, with GBO. So that's a whole other set of stories uh, that you can create and, you know, that your followers are going to um, engage with in that way. So there are lots of opportunities through competing to, um, you know, just build on your own social media. Yeah, absolutely. And you're completely right about the narrative side. Everyone from... from... 12 weeks out of a show all the content that's been created you know people gripped on your body transformation the content you're mm. putting out in regard to your training <clears throat> the eating everyone can see the pictures on how your body transforming even into post-show you know are you doing extra shows to lead on to something else the photo shoots you know yeah exactly the amount yeah. content created is uh is a, is a, is a, is a fantastic amount and of course, um, the other, the other, the other yeah. thing is by, by competing, you, you do create that moment when you're in the best possible shape. Yeah. And if, you've not, if you're not competing, then you have to say to yourself, well, when am I going to be in the best possible shape? Uh, you know, what's my goal? And in fact, I have had some guys approach me um, when they say, well, I'm not going to compete this year, but can we book a shoot in for September? Because I want to be in shape for September. And that gives me a goal to. So I'm like their, their moment of what they're, they're competing for you know what what they're prepping for uh, and it's very flattering that somebody should go through a huge prep just to come and film with me but you know it they set their own goals um but um competing is definitely a, a way of doing that absolutely i tell you what let's we, you touched on competing i'm gonna put you a spot here then um i want to know in your opinion because you always have a very good eye every time you you, you spot somebody they do seem to you know, excel in what they do and become a very much a global name. Um, are you able to give me three UK names that you think are the next, you know, next in line to follow in the footsteps of the the Ryans, the Andres, <laughs> the Williams? 
Well, I can give you, I can give, definitely give you one, which is something that you're very familiar with, which is Elliot Robinson. Okay. Um, he's he's your he's your current champion, and you took yeah, him over yeah. to uh, to Oklahoma, didn't you? Yeah. Um, he's again, he's somebody that I'd seen compete. I think it was Miami Pro. This was before your federation existed. Yeah. He went and did a Miami Pro, and he's like, oh yeah, nice guy, looks good. You know, he's whatever he was. Uh, 1920 at the time keep an eye on him and then actually I saw him at another show he he also did a, a uh, two bros men's physique yep. uh, in the autumn and I just went wow my god look everything came out exactly right and then I knew he was doing your show so I booked him in for a shoot with I think Simon Barnes yeah um, and he looked absolutely amazing. So he's he actually made it into my channel's compilation of most aesthetic bodies of uh, most aesthetic young physiques of 2019. Um, so yeah, I think he's. He, and again, when you see somebody who's made that those that made that long term plan to grow, you know, gradually over the years and to set goals like that, you know that he's somebody like that's going to make it. Um, there's a few guys from um, other countries that I've got my eye on. Um, as well uh, we did a show in Romania and there's some great guys over there that um, we might have found the next Sergi Constance but Ooh, uh, okay. we'll, uh, <laughs> but uh, he's going to compete in the UK in April and then hopefully internationally later in the year he's called Orday um, and then um, the video that I put out um, a few weeks back um, oh no no a few days back for uh, first of january was a legs video with a guy called rado uh who's from bulgaria oh, yeah, um, yep. yeah and he um, he's actually of course people think bulgaria and they go oh um lazar angelov um he's actually had lazar angelov has come up to him in bulgaria and said in a gym and said my god you look amazing mate you're going to do really really well so he's a young guy who's doing i think he's doing muscle mania internationally uh, later in the year so those are the ones i'm watching but uh, definitely elliot from the uk fantastic well i asked you to give me three uk names you give me one and two european so if, <laughs> if, if any is listening that's uh that's a very strong compliment where you can only name one person from the uh, ah. UK. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess, let me, let me ask you this then, because I know you've, because you're, you're all over the world now. I, mean, I remember I asked you the other day about how many times you've been on the plane and all the different destinations you've been to. You've, you've mentioned about all these other countries. I remember at our point, there were quite a lot of UK guys coming through. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, are, are we saying that that maybe there are not as many as there was before or are just all the other countries around Europe and around the world are they just now coming through and we're seeing more and more talent all over the world well I'll be honest uh, there was a time when every year or twice a year somebody would land from nowhere and you go oh my god he's just amazing I did a video uh, my body of the year, James Alexander Ellis in 2012, ah, yes. and James Alexander Ellis just appeared from nowhere, and you go, oh my god, he's amazing, uh, you know, and he was like top three in WBFF muscle model for um, three or four years running, and then the following year, along comes Justin St. Paul, who's <laughs> absolutely incredible, and you go, oh my god, where did he come from? Um, nowadays, I go to the shows, and there's a lot more competitors, um, but there's fewer kind of 
bombshell guys who just go blow you away immediately. Um, maybe that's because those categories in the, uh, when I'm talking about 2012, 2013, when James and Justin came through, that, you know, those, those categories were fairly new. But um, now you tend to, it's more like you see guys grow over a period of time. And that, I suppose that, I mean, that's the great thing about the uh, fitness model, muscle model, men's physique categories, is that you can keep that kind of shape pretty much all year right it's not like a you know the big uh bodybuilders who can only you know they have a huge off season and then prep for six months and only compete like you know maximum twice a year these guys can go out and compete uh, the fitness guys can go out and compete like you know three or four times a year so you you, you do see the same guys and they grow and grow and grow uh and they 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 come through that way i think that's what the major change is yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I do remember. Yeah, Justin and James coming through. Well, I just remember the early days as well. There was just a lot of Italians coming through. Just you know, through your channel, there was always new faces. And I was just thinking, like, what well, has has in time gone by? Things like Instagram and other, other social media channels. When someone looks great, their profile elevated so quickly, it becomes less of a shock. Whereas I think some of these names that you just mentioned were the first time you would see them yes. on stage. You wouldn't have you would have known them on um, on on uh, on any social media channels. Yes, so social media has had that effect. I mean, I had a conversation, but I won't name him. But one of the superstars of the industry with millions of followers on Instagram, and he was going, you know, these guys are coming up, and they they they're getting a million followers and i'm trying to compete with these guys who are coming up and they just appear from nowhere and they're amazing you know how do how can i keep up with those people um so it's like it's it's like a lot of industries you know the, there's the the kind of the pioneers and then there's those who follow um you know uh, the there's there's it's fantastic actually for fitness that there is so many great looking young guys out there making a name for themselves on on instagram and stuff like that because that means the you know the 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 message of healthy natural looking attainable fitness is is getting out there but it does make it more competitive for each of the individuals to 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 come through because there's so many of them now yeah no absolutely no, that's a good really good point uh, so go on jeff and i, I know we, we've talked about how people need to change their ways as well on Get their name out there, especially with more and more competition. So, fit me your channel. How, how long you go? How long have you guys been going for? Well, it was the tenth anniversary last year. Oh nine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, tenth anniversary. So, talk to me about the new decade because I'm assuming it's well for yourself. You're probably looking at okay, how do we keep developing and and doing and mm. keep being innovative, keep being creative. So, what what's your thoughts and what's your planning moving forward? Well, um, I'll be very honest here. Um, when I started out, as I said earlier, I was really the only one doing it uh, independently. Um, but, and, and also my background is uh, television. So yes. I, was a direct, I used to make documentaries for the BBC and that kind of stuff. So what brought the channel to the fore in the first instance was uh, just production values. You know, these looked like almost like 
mini TV programs. Uh, you know, the, 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 the video I made of Ryan Terry going to Madrid and winning the European, that was a, like a 15-minute mini documentary. Uh, and there wasn't stuff around on YouTube at that time like that. Now, of course, the editing is much easier. Everybody, can, everybody has access to editing and uh, software and stuff. So I, I have to keep the production values high. Um, the other thing I would say is when I started, I deliberately set out set out for the channel to be like a magazine format. So one minute it would be a workout, but then the next it might be an athlete profile or a report from an event. You know, you'd go around Body Power or FIBO and, and see who's around and chat to people and, and make it much more that magazine format. But it's, it became very clear that the, the videos that have the most impact in terms of numbers or if you look at my top 10 million views videos they're all uh workout videos it's a great looking guy lifting big lumps of iron and showing you how he built that fantastic body so those are the videos that punch through on my channel i mean i've got a video i think um, two there's two chest videos uh, justin gonzalez uh, and AJ Ellison, and I think they've had like one's had five million views, one's had six million views, and those videos are still among my top ten four or five years later because it's like having a hit record. Those videos will always be being watched. I mean, the AJ Ellison one is called the world's best chest video, and it was it was shot three day. It was down at King's Gym in uh, Croydon three days before he won the world title. It looked amazing. And, you know, that that video is like having a hit record. It'll just be watched and watched and watched over, over uh, hopefully, for, for the, the long time. So I, on one level, I'm trying to find the next hit video, So which is why the guy's, as I said earlier, the guy's got to be amazing, you know. So my bread and butter now on the channel is um, the very... Uh, informative, inspirational workout videos, um, instructional. Um, and the magazine stuff, the behind the scenes of this, that and the other, or event reports, that's moved to our Instagram because Instagram is much more suited to kind of topical yeah. stuff, behind the scenes, that kind of stuff. So on one level, the channel is really focusing on um, those those instructional workout videos, highly produced, highly informative. But as a creator, I'm a little, I sometimes get frustrated because, you know, there's only six body parts that you can make videos about, chest, shoulders, arms, back, abs, and legs. So, I don't, you know, I could end up doing the same video every six weeks, but <laughs> with a different guy. So I don't want to do that. So for my own personal satisfaction, I do like to do magazine-y type features, mini documentary type things. So something like, the one I'm making at the moment with Andre, a career retrospective, going back over five years of archive, finding those inspirational clips when he was just, you know, he just lost his first competition. He goes back in the gym, he pushes harder, he, he's got his goals, he wants to make it and all that kind of stuff. It's fun finding those, uh, you know, stories and pulling those. Um, that, so that's more like a documentary format as opposed to a workout video. So I enjoy making those, so I will do those. But um really to keep the, the success the, the the future success of the channel will really depend on making uh instructional workout videos that people can really engage with 
Excellent. Well, look, you can never have too many instructional uh, those kind of videos showing mm. the uh, routine of the athletes, uh, especially if they are talking about the uh, the actual workout rather rather just you know the uh, the video. But of course, I, you know, what's great about yours as well is the athletes are getting involved, so it feels like you are getting to know their personalities well. Yes, really yes. helps. Because I, you know, I think that absolutely works a, a right treat. So, okay, let's put you on a spot a few times. Then I'm going to ask, I'm gonna put, uh, ask a couple of questions about um, you know, the type of people that you filmed. If I, if I had to ask you, who was the, who's your favourite ever UK name to, <laughs> to feature on the familiar channels? Who would you say? <laughs> well, I'd have to say Ryan Terry because I've spent yeah. a lot of time with Ryan. Uh, as I say, I, I, well, I filmed him in the early days. I filmed him before he did. It, it, in fact, I, I was the one who tried. He was very shy and terrified of competing and i kind of nudged him in that direction because i'd seen what other people had done from competing so um and i went to his wedding last year bless him <laughs> so um yeah so he's become a friend over the years so i'd, I'd obviously I have to say him and also i have to say uh, we did um my company did all the content for ryan's uh, website for uh, oh, awesome. his subscription site for four and a half years so uh, there were there, there was a long time when I was making a video a week for the channel and a video a week for Ryan's subscribers. So uh, you know, filming him every few weeks and to see him in, in detail going through prep uh, for the Olympia for four years running and to see you know that very very technical side of the diet, the weighing this that and the other, the body composition changing day by day, and then to go the whole Vegas experience for him. Uh, with him uh, was quite uh, quite amazing, and as I say, I saw awesome. him saw him a few weeks back, and he's uh, he's definitely got his eye on the prize uh, this year. He should be at the top of his game in twenty twenty. Absolutely. Okay. What about who was the one that really gave you the biggest wow factor when you first saw that person on stage? Um, I, I mentioned them earlier. It would either be, I, I, with due respect to James Alexander Ellis, that. Because uh, he he made this impact in 2012, but I'd already seen James Alexander as had been tipped off about him uh, by the coach uh, Audrey uh, at one of the camps. So uh, and that video in 2012 really not only it, it, it was one of my first to go viral, and it really not just put my channel on the map, but also um, James on the map, and also to be honest, Miami Pro because people were seeing that video and coming along and competing in Miami Pro. So that definitely made an impact. But actually, the one I'm going to say is Justin St. Paul because um, he just appeared from nowhere. I'd never seen him before when he stepped out on stage, and I think he was only twenty, he ju and he'd just done his final exams from university the week before. Yeah, I and he just come out, and he just looked so. <clears throat> amazing and of course part of his prize was a shoot for Miami Pro magazine so I went down to uh, do a behind the scenes on that I put him in a video called Future Fitness Stars which is another video I do every year to tip uh, people from the f for the future and of course to see him uh, grow over the years uh, he to see him compete at WBFF as well so yeah he was the one that really blew me away first first time okay what about one where you saw the person one year, you thought didn't really, didn't really wow you, but then the following year you saw the person again and you made a huge transformation. Therefore, you want to get involved. Is there is there someone who's lots that? of them, lots of them, yeah, lots of them. Um, that's that's why it's good. Oh, I mean, um, 
there was a guy called Sam Smith, not Sam Smith, or Sam Jones, I think, from Sam Wales. Sam Jones, Wales, yeah. I know do you know who I mean? He's a, huge, yeah. he's a huge bodybuilder now. Oh, you must know him, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's really big now, isn't he? But, um, yeah, he, 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 there's loads, there's loads. Well, Elliot, of course, uh, who I mentioned earlier, because yeah. I'd seen him compete at, at Miami Pro. Um, Sometimes, I mean, there's a guy... Um, who's came in from Italy. Um, actually, we, we saw him in the States, um, and then he also came with us to Barcelona, to the Arnold. Uh, he's only 20. He's called Luigi Vitali. And you can just tell that, you know, he, he's not ready yet, but he's the one in the next couple of years who's going to uh, really uh, impact. So it's, it's, it's great to see that, that progress of those young guys. Awesome. So, God, let, let's, let's wrap this up uh, in a moment. Uh, we're going to finish off with, your three tips to if a if a lad is listening, if a young guy who just wants again build his name in the industry wants to one day finish uh, feature on your media channel, give him three tips that would help him live out. <laughs> um, well, the 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 main one is not to mess yourself up by taking too many shortcuts. You know, get get a long term plan. Um, you know, come in looking amazing, do everything you need to do, do, but don't take those, those shortcuts that are going to make you unhealthy looking and to mess up your physique because you will be called out on it. Social media is very vicious when it comes to, um, that kind of stuff. So, uh, is that one tip or two tips? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely do something to raise your profile. It, it doesn't have to be competing, but you know, it, it could be booking a photo shoot uh, in three months' time. Just you know, come to, to to deliver your best at a particular moment in the year. That will help your social media and also impress people like me and photographers and stuff like that. Um, it's it'll most likely be competing, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and um, I don't know what the third is. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. I've got two for you. <laughs> you got give me give me one more because I know you, of all your experience, of all your. Uh... Yeah, keep it finding the, the next best talent. What is there another? Is there one more thing? One more gem that can really help these guys. Um, well, if you if you're competing, work on your stage presence and posing as much as your uh, uh, yeah. Big, and, and that's that's also true for photography. And you know, you whatever the platform that you're going to go on whether it's a if whether it's on stage or on social media learn the technical aspect of how to make yourself look good which is i if it's social media you know learn about photography and lighting and you know uh, uh, but if it's if it's um um competing then learn about posing and stage presence and all that kind of stuff because that can make A big thank you to Jeff Simpson for joining me in today's episode. I do hope you all found it useful. As always, any feedback is greatly appreciated. And don't forget, if you are looking to compete with NFM UK, go to our website or even Instagram page. Any questions, drop us a message. 3rd of May is the first show of the year, Night of Champions. And if you are looking for a show later in the year, don't worry. We have one just for you, which is the Super Showdown on the 18th of October. Remember... Entries only start from £35 and both shows are open to the amateur and pro competitors. To make a difference which federation you've competed in the past, the show is open to everybody. 
As always, guys, very much appreciate you all tuning into the podcast. Definitely tune in to the next week's one. We have a very special guest again for episode four. But until then, that's that guy for NFUBK signing off.